Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Jonathan Trowin, who is a self-love mentor, chief inspirational officer at Self-Love Revolution. His website is selfloverevolution.com. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So excited to be here and share. Yeah, for sure. I just have to start by asking, um, I think you're the first person I've talked to who um, labels himself as a self-love mentor. So let's start there. What does it mean to be a self-love mentor? It means we're kind to ourselves. Mm -hmm. It means we stop beating ourselves up every single day. Mm -hmm which most of us are programmed to do, just reviewing all the mistakes and convincing ourselves that we're not good enough and convincing ourselves that this might not work and all those kind of things that, that, that we as entrepreneurs have in our head, all these stories about, yeah, I'm successful, but that person's more successful. When will I be there? And when I'm there, I'll be happy. Self-love is, being, is about being kind to yourself um, so that you can show up with more strength in the world and do the things that are meaningful for you. The mentor part, I mean, it was a journey. Now it means that I help others in this journey. First, I had to do it for myself because mm. I was not always this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was the other way, beat myself up all the mm-hmm. time. Uh, I learned the tools, I practiced them, I, I, I made them understandable for me, and now I share it with as many people as I can because we all deserve it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs have this kind of uh, carrot dangling on a stick mentality, kind of like I, I just got to keep reaching. You know, it, it seems like this never ending case of like, I got to keep reaching until who knows what, fill in the blank, which is never really there. Or, or you know, entrepreneurs constantly pushing back the finish line um, and saying, no, I'm not done yet. I still have so much more to go, right? Or, you know, I'm coming up with more analogies like climbing up the mountain, but not appreciating the view. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are very much like that. And so, um, and, and, you know, I know that you were able to uh, figure that out for yourself. And you mentioned that you had to learn for yourself how to give yourself self-love. Let's talk about that time where, you realize that you needed to do that for yourself because I feel like that, that take, you have to go through something, you know, really difficult or traumatic, or there has to be some kind of catalyst for you to get to that point. Right. Yeah. Well, we, we as entrepreneurs are our own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And, and I was certainly mine. I mean, you, you spoke about, you know, that carrot keeps, <laughs> keeps moving and it's okay to set up new goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always need to do that, but for them to be the source of your happiness, that's when the problem comes in. And, and this is what, it, what is what it was for me. So I was living in, in Los Angeles, uh, more in the middle of Los mm-hmm. Angeles. And, and, you know, I, I had a, a fairly successful company and, you know, my goal was to get closer to the beach. Mm. And um, so my company got taken over by another company and I okay, okay, now this is great. And I moved to 11th street. So now I'm 11 blocks from the beach. And mm. I was so excited for about you know six months or so. And <laughs> then I'm like, yeah, it's like a 
20 minute walk to the beach. This, this is crazy. I mean, I have to get in my car if I want to get there quickly. And that's kind of stupid. Of course, I, I was so much closer than before. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, we got to change this. So I moved to third street. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, well, now it's great. I can see the sunset out my window. I can have my feet in the water in 10 mm-hmm. minutes. And I would do it all the time. I would see the sun, sun going down mm-hmm. and I go, oh, I take a break from whatever I was doing. I'd walk out the door. I'd have my feet in the water. But on my way to get my feet in the water, mm-hmm. I'd pass houses on Second Street, mm. on Ocean, and then the houses that 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 are really on the uh, you know mm-hmm. walk out the back door and your feet are in the sand. And I was like, well, what? And I, I I can still picture the house when I'm in that house. Mm. Well, then I'll be happy. And this went on and on. And and I really thought when those other things will happen when when I get successful enough. You know, because everyone wants the six figures, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I got, I got there. Like that was, so, that's what everybody said would make me happy, and I believed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there I was. Well, no, I, I, I guess I need a lot more to get that house in Santa Monica on the beach. And I just woke up one day. Um, well, I was actually listening to a song, and there's mm-hmm. a park that overlooks the ocean, and I'm walking there. I would walk there almost every day. Beautiful. And I'm listening to a song, which I had listened to thousands of times before. I had even mm. interviewed the band because that's what I was doing in those days. I was mm. interviewing uh, uh, music artists and bands and, and celebrities and, and film stars. That, that's what I was doing at the time. So I'd e- I had even interviewed the band. We broadcast them live. It was mm-hmm. a band called Social Distortion. Uh, I was a punk rocker in, in those days. And it was as if I heard the words for the very first time. And the words were, you can run all your life, but not go anywhere. Wow. And I just paused because I didn't give you the whole story where, yeah, I, I moved to Denmark and lived in Denmark for a while and then mm. <laughs> moved to Spain and then moved to the middle of LA and then Santa Monica and then Third Street. So I just paused and, as if I had heard it for the first time. And I literally heard it thousands of times before. And go, oh, my God, that's me. Wow. I'm just running and running and running. And I'm still here. And what was here were those thoughts in the head of you're not good enough. It didn't matter how successful I was. Mm -hmm. What a great day I had. At the end of the day, there was still someone else doing better than I was, better off than I was, um, or whatever story I could make up. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea if they were really better off than I was. Right. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know these people, but we make up all these stories about our own self-worth and our value. And that's where I was. And, and that's when I, I had to begin to figure out why I was still beating myself up, even though I was successful on paper and then figure out a way out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And that's where I came wow. upon self-love. Yeah. And here you are with the self-love revolution. Yeah. It's the most powerful I'm telling it, it's what I do. I practice this every single day, every single day. It is the most powerful work. And look, I, I, I've taught massive action mm-hmm. and taking action is a part of what I teach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've taught, um, you know, the self-worth and the courage skills and, and, and all, the, all this kind of stuff. And they're all pieces of it, but none of them are the complete package. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in my experience, because because I did them all, right? I I did how, how yeah. to network better and how to meet people. I did it all, 
Yeah. Uh, but something was always missing until I found this missing piece of, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm. You're okay just the way you are. You're awesome just the way you are. And once mm-hmm. I learned that and I knew that and I owned it, all the other stuff fell into place. Well, now I have courage because I, got, I have my own back. I'm not relying on you to tell me I'm doing a good job. Right. I have it. So it's a lot easier for me to show up in an interview like this because I'm not afraid anymore. Uh, and then all the other things come. I have uh, time is easier to deal with. Um, there, there are better connections with people in the world because I'm not afraid to impress everyone. Mm. And I'm just, here, here I am. It's me folks. (laughs) And I found that in general, people like that better than that guy that used to put on a little show for people. Yeah. You know, one thing, uh, Jonathan, that you said, um, that I think is kind of worth digging into a little more is when you said to yourself, there's nothing wrong with you. And I'm curious to know, did you ever figure out where that voice actually came from? Like, was that from you or was that maybe some, from someone in your life or a collection of experiences that just told you, like, there's something wrong with you? I mean, my guess is it comes from childhood, right? I mean, I was the youngest of, of three, so mm-hmm. I was the one who was told what to do and couldn't do stuff right. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a December birthday, which meant I was one of the youngest in my class at school, mm-hmm. which meant I was one of the weaker ones. Wow. Um, and I wasn't advanced and some, the name's not coming to me, but, but someone did a study on this, that some of the, the uh, most successful sports players, I think they did it in football. They track football players, but I'm not hundred percent sure, but they were studying athletes and the most successful ones had birthdays in January and February. Mm. And they, they, they then tried to figure it out. And it was, well, well, they were the oldest ones in their class. So they were the strongest. So then the coaches picked on them and then they got to do better. So I was the weak one. I was the last pick for the team. Mm-hmm. I, I always felt like, like I, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't um, as good as everybody else. So mm-hmm. then in my older life, when there wasn't anybody to tell me I wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. someone had to tell me. So it was yourself? That someone was me. <laughs> Right. Because the story was already mm-hmm. implanted. It became a part of my right. subconscious belief system. I mean, look, I don't always share this so straight out, but what I really do with people uh, is I reprogram their subconscious beliefs. Mm-hmm. Or I shouldn't say that. I help them. Mm-hmm. I guide mm-hmm. them and reprogram their subconscious beliefs because my subconscious beliefs have been reprogrammed. Mm-hmm. If there is any difference between me then and me now, then I knew that I wasn't enough. It didn't matter what great accomplishments I had on any right. given t- day or over a year or over any period of time, I knew I wasn't good enough. And yeah. now it doesn't matter what I do, what failures I have along with successes. It's a, every day is a great day. Every day is a mixture of things you want to happen that are successful and things you don't want to happen mm-hmm. every day of your life. Mm-hmm. And now I just get to look at all that and go, hey, you're awesome. That's the difference. Today, I am always good enough no matter what happens. Yeah. Wow, Jonathan, that's really powerful. Um, let's talk about tangibles, just so people can get a, an idea of what it would be like to work with you. Um, I have here in my notes that you use the four pillars of self-love uh, to help your clients. Can you break that down for us? Like, What are the four pillars of self-love? So the four pillars of self-love. The first one is simply acceptance. Mm. normally, see, I talk about the three steps of change. The three Mm -hmm. steps of change are observe, Mm -hmm. accept, 
Mm. And then take action. We spoke a little bit about action. So there's, mm-hmm. there is action. Um, but most people, they don't like where they are, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make a resolution in January or what, you know, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this. Mm-hmm. And we don't observe or accept where we are. We just make a change. So imagine a, a GPS in your car, right? Mm-hmm. And you put mm-hmm. in the address of where you want to go, but the GPS has no signal. So it has no idea where you are. Mm. And you have to drive around in circles trying to get there. Well, that's kind of what we're doing. If we don't know where we are, if we don't know, if we don't accept where we are, the change doesn't stick. You might get, you'll get short-term benefit. I'm not saying taking that, that massive action and just creating change doesn't work. It actually Mm. does. But the problem is that normally you wind up back where you started. That's Mm. the circle of, you know, you hate your job, you quit your job, you get a new one and you hate that again, or you're in a relationship, you break up and you're in another relationship with the same person that just has a different name. Right. Um, So that's the cycle. And there's a reason it's because we didn't pause and accept and acceptance has to do with, in a way, what I was talking about before, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't need to be fixed. This is just the moment as it is. You're not saying it's good or bad. You're not saying you want it or don't want it. It just is. And we need to begin to practice acceptance of this present moment the way it is. Mm -hmm. So that's pillar number one is acceptance. Pillar number two, and I know it sounds cliche, but gratitude. Mm -hmm. And gratitude is not just about gratitude. One, gratitude aren't words you write down on a sheet of paper. They're feelings that you experience. And we reprogram our subconscious through body sensations, through feelings Mm -hmm. in the body. Right, so we can transmute the, the the feelings of fear into the feelings of gratitude and loving kindness. Mm. Um, it starts with the feelings in our body, which we have to accept, and then we can transmute them. And what gratitude also really is, it's about creating a positive emotional state. Mm-hmm. Normally, we try and create change from a negative emotional state. Right, we don't like this. We're going to change it. Right. So we have to accept. And then we have to create a positive emotional state. Now, gratitude is not the only way. You can put on a song, you can go for a jog, you can take a bath. There are other ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Gratitude is just the easiest way because you can do it anytime, anywhere, at any time. Right. Uh, so gratitude, create a positive emotional state for yourself so that when you take action, that change will stick. Mm-hmm. The third pillar And I'll be honest, this was the last one that I figured out, the last one I learned, the last one to add to my life. And this was the biggest game changer I've ever experienced, even though there is a fourth pillar. But this third pillar, biggest change I ever experienced, and it's forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness of yourself and forgiveness of others. Because Mm -hmm. most days, we we have tens of thousands of thoughts a day. Mm -hmm. And 95% of them are the same as the thoughts we had yesterday. Mm -hmm. Now, 80% of those are negative. Uh, And that goes to gratitude. We have to put in some positive thoughts. But also in terms of forgiveness, we are replaying stories in our head that happened five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the same story. And we go, we say in ourselves, if that would have been different, my life would be different today. Whether it's what someone else did and we're still blaming them or what we did and we're still blaming ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. We have to practice forgiveness. I'm telling you folks, it is a game changer. And the fourth pillar is self-love, self-kindness, self-compassion, simply being kind to yourself. I mean, here's the thing. We've been taught this equation, work hard, work hard long enough, then you'll be successful. When you're Mm -hmm. successful for long enough, then you'll be happy. 
That's what you were talking about before with, with that, that carrot, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the goal is to be happy. Mm -hmm. Self-love. If you tell yourself you're, you're good just the way you are. I see these new wrinkles and I say, Hey, wrinkles, welcome to the family. Instead of beating myself up, making myself feel like crap. I treat myself like a friend. I don't wait for the compliments from you. I'll accept them if you have something kind to me to say, but I give myself compliments. Mm -hmm. I'm kind to myself. And that allows me to be happy today. Mm -hmm. Now I'm happy. Now I am successful because that's why I was working so hard in the first place. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm happy and successful, now I can show up and do the hard work and to contribute and share with people. And the whole journey is so much easier and so much more joyful. Mm -hmm. You know, Jonathan, I feel like the the thing that you help people master, not just self-love, but being present right? Like being present and really taking in what's happening. And no matter what strong of the feelings that come of it to really observe it to be like, Oh, that's interesting. You know, like you kind of mentioned the wrinkles in your eyes, like rather than, you know, criticize yourself, you're like, welcome to the family. (laughs) You know, and I think I think that's very powerful. It, It sounds like it sounds like you've really mastered the art of reframing in a sense, like looking at things on a more positive note. I don't think it's about being in denial, right? But it's more so like, you know, loving yourself. Be like, I'm glad you're there. Wrinkles, eyes, you've done a lot for me. (laughs) Yeah. It's the opposite of denial because that's what we're taught. If you don't like something, deny it. If you feel fear, conquer it, shove it down, suck it up. And it's the opposite. No, there is fear. I feel fear inside Mm -hmm. of me. You know what? If I don't feel fear inside of me, I know I'm not doing anything important. Mm -hmm. I want to feel it. So, and if you're feeling sadness, right? We've all been told, don't be sad. Mm-hmm. No, be sad. Do you know a single person on the planet that hasn't been sad, that hasn't been, that doesn't have fear, that isn't angry at some t- some point? No. So we have to own them. Don't deny them. Own them. Your body. There. I'm not denying there are wrinkles. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to cover them up anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm simply owning the reality that's here, and even the reality that okay, you know what? Look, I'll be totally honest with you, Jen. Mm-hmm. I'd rather the wrinkles weren't there. I'd rather the grays weren't there, Mm -hmm. but they are there. So it doesn't make sense beating myself up and denying it anymore. Like I did for years. I can stay young forever. Uh, No, now I just go, okay, you are there. So Mm. instead of fighting, I'm going to embrace you. Welcome to the family. Because if it were a friend of mine, isn't that how I, I would treat a friend? Right. If a friend came, oh, man, I I look like crap or or, you know, whatever, or I had a bad day. What do you do? Mm -hmm. You you, you support them. You give them a hug, you hold space for them. Mm -hmm. But but for ourselves, we beat ourselves up. You know, a friend says, oh, I have a new wrinkle. We say, oh, you look great, though, don't we? (laughs) But to ourselves, oh, you got a new wrinkle. We beat ourselves up. No, you look great. If you're feeling sad, you know, Michael Singer talks about this. in his book, Untethered Soul, he talks about letting the pain uh, pass through you, mm. right? Whether it's the pain of, oh, I, I don't love this new feature that I have, or the pain of there's fear, there's sadness, there's anger, or any of the regular emotions that every human being feels, folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not denying it and not trying to just change it either right away, right? I didn't lead with gratitude. Mm-hmm. That's not the first pillar. The first pillar is acceptance. Accept right. that it's here. Let it pass through you. Mm-hmm. Experience it. All, all the changes will come 
from those experiences? Ooh, I'm just taking everything you're saying, Jonathan. Um, I feel like it's we, big. I know it's a lot. Yeah, but it's you, doable. Very much so. And I, man, I, I feel like we've only scratched the surface of um, what you're talking about in regards to the self love revolution. And I think this is a great teaser to get people to reach out to you. Um, and so we'll go ahead and wrap up on that in a second here. But let's go ahead and talk specifically to the small business owner and entrepreneur, um, to them specifically about self love uh, before we go. Anything you want to say to them directly? It doesn't all have to be a struggle. I get it. I was there. I was in it. My company was number one. I let mm. all kinds of relationships fall by the wayside. I let my health fall by the wayside. And, and I'm not saying I didn't have beautiful moments. I did. I had, mm. I had lots of, of beautiful moments. Um, but you don't have to do it. You don't have to struggle every day. Yeah. You can practice kindness for yourself. You'll get your time back. You'll get your relationships back. You'll get your health back. And the truth is the money in the bank will grow. And mm. at the end, of the end of the day, you will be happier. And here's the key. If I'm wrong, if that money in the bank doesn't grow, which it will, if that doesn't happen, you'll be happy. And isn't that why you're doing all of this in the first place? Be happy first, and this is a pathway for that. Love yourself first, be kind to yourself first, so that you can help others with more courage and more ability, more energy. Mm -hmm. Wow, Ooh, lots to process for me for this weekend. Uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for being here. I think this is, this is a great way to wrap up our conversation. Um, I, I definitely took a lot from what you had to say, and I definitely feel like I love myself more, you know, based on everything that you shared. So thank you again for joining us here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thank you so much for having me here. I hope it was helpful for you. I hope it was helpful for everybody. And uh, just be kind to yourselves. Fantastic. Uh, once again, to our listeners, this is Jonathan Troen. He is the self-love mentor and chief inspirational officer at Self-Love Revolution. You can learn more about him and his company at selfloverevolution.com. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. 
My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.